All right, y'all. Week one is in the books. Uh, my boy Julian didn't watch the games because motherfucking Chili's had him working. So, uh, no shout out to Chili's. What's up, Julian? <laughs> what up, bro? What up? What up? I know this boy sounds beat, so I'm gonna have to carry the <laughs> the podcast today. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I know you're at work, but like, how do you feel like you know seeing the games? For the I, saw, I saw points of the game. Like I saw yeah. some like um. We were just talking about it before off-air that I missed the Bengals finish, which is ridiculous. Um, that was an exciting. All the late games were exciting. Yeah. The, the three games, the, I know the Bucks and Saints was like kind of a blowout. Yeah. Well, we'll get into so it. We said, yeah, um, but for for the morning games, the first the first three games, um, I don't know, man. They, the, the Seahawks look really good. I know my Falcons kind of um, get pretty bad, but I'm – from the Falcons' perspective, I'm like in this pass rush. They got like four sacks on Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive for a quarterback of Wilson's caliber. Like this, month, this would be running all over the pocket. He's one of those stupid guys that's hard to sack. So for us to get four on him, I like that. Um, our secondary has problems, so that's kind of scary. But the Seahawks are yeah. look really good. So um, that whole division, I'll get to the whole division in a bit. But the Seahawks look I, good. I mean, we could start right there. Like the the Falcons to me. Like they always start off slow, so I'm never good. I never look at their 0 and 1 start and be like, "Oh, here we go." Like, I don't know. The Falcons always start slow. I'm pretty sure you know that. Like, yeah. they usually lose week one a lot of the times. So I'm not really, li- I'm not gonna really like look into that. Like, it's you know, it's whatever. But um, I mean, they ran into a buzzsaw, bro. This, I mean, we'll, we're gonna get into, we're gonna record an episode where we do our predictions and. We've had these predictions a long time, so we're not going to be doing it based off of week one. But um, Seattle, to me, I told you, this is going to be one of the top teams in the NFC, and they just, you know, they're running into a buzzsaw. So, you know, it, I, I kind of predicted they were going to get beat, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. But, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson's on the mission. So, I mean, I had no issue with the Falcons losing that game. But, I mean, like you said, the pass rush is looking good, like looking a lot better than it has in years prior so that's a good step and the, I think the secondary you can't really look into it too much yet they're young they're just gonna have to get some games under their their belt especially because there was no preseason so I mean they just need the the live action bullets maybe that'll help them out but um I don't know I, I mean I, like I said I we said this before it the Falcons are gonna be a playoff team this year I, I truly believe that and um yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just super excited. We're gonna get into all these, but the Falcons, like, don't. My overreaction or underreaction is I don't worry about the Falcons right now. They'll get, they'll gel, they'll, they'll get uh, in midseason form pretty soon. So, sir, um, uh, another great game. Um, I mean, before we get to your Patriots, because I kind of want to talk about the, uh, the mm-hmm. Raiders Panthers is the best game of the morning. Mm-hmm. I had that one on. Um, after the Packers game was over, uh, but the, the Raiders game, man, they look kind of impressive too. I know there's the Panthers, but I don't know, man. John Gruden might actually get this team in the playoffs. Uh, we'll see um, later in the year, but that was my first initial reaction to them. The Raiders look good. Josh Jacobs is going to probably be a fantasy football MVP mm-hmm. running backs. Um, I don't know if you have any more take on that game. I'm only talking about like the good games, like you know, the Teddy Bridgewater surprised me. I mean, he was, he really slung the ball. <laughs> he really, like, threw, threw it. Like, usually we know 
Teddy to be very conservative. Yeah. Like, with the Saints, he really didn't take chances. Like, he, you know, Sean Payne made that offense for him, so I don't think he really had to. But with the Panthers, like, they're, we had no expectations for them. Like, they were going to go, like, I forgot what we predicted, like, 4-12 and 12 or something like that. But they have, they have prom, like, promising stars on that team, and, you know, they're in a rebuild. So, that, that I mean, that's just, they, they showed a lot of potential what they could be in the future. So, I mean, yeah, I like that game, though. Like, John Gruden and the Raiders actually pulled through. Usually Derek Carr chokes into those moments, but, you know, he stepped up. and Yeah, shout-out to the defense at the end. Too, yeah. Up on that goal line play. That was just horrible play calling, in my opinion. Like, you got to give the bottom of McCaffrey there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose with your best player. But that was yeah. horrible play calling, in my opinion. But it is what it is on that game. Um. Another one, I want to touch, touch base one more before we get to your Patriots. The Ravens, man. Ravens-Browns game. That was very disappointing. I thought the Browns were going to put up a better fight. This is kind of embarrassing. Um, I know it's week one, but this is one of those games to me where like I'm going to have a big reaction to, and I think the Browns are done, man. <laughs> I, think, I think I honestly do. Like, you have that much talent, and you can't even put up a better fight against the Ravens. I understand the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders, but... Jesus Christ, you gotta put up a better fight. Like it's just re- referring to the Falcons Seahawks game. Like um, we may have lost by like twenty points, but you, you could t- you can see from that game, watching that game, we had a fight. Like we put up a good fight, and you know we we didn't lose uh, focus. But the Browns, man, they look done. They do. Thirty-eight to six. That's unacceptable. It really is. Like, here's here's what I'll say about that game. Um, yeah, it is bad. I'm not gonna excuse it. It was a bad game. I just feel like the Ravens really wanted to prove a point because they lost to the Browns at home last year, 40-25, to I think it was. But um, I just think they were out for blood, and that's why they were scoring a bunch of points. But, yeah, the Browns, I mean, it. I think it just falls back on Baker, and I, I don't want to, you know, like, you know, always blame the quarterback. But these past two years, man, he's just – I feel like all that confidence from his rookie year got to his head. Like, it really shows. Like, he's really struggling. He can't read defenses. He doesn't have a first read. Like he, I don't understand why they just don't give the ball to Chubb. I mean, yesterday they were down, so I kind of get it. But they should do that early because I think only Chubb only had like 10 to 15 carries, which why? Why Why does he only have 10 to 15? I know they're splitting carries with Kareem Hunt, but and I'm not just saying that because we have him in fantasy. I'm just saying like realistically, like that team, the way Stefanski runs things, it's, it's a run-first offense, and the passing game like follows. But yeah. I think because they fell down – they fell like down a lot of points early they just started airing it out and that's the issue like you can't give like when baker has to throw the ball 30 40 times i, I they're gonna lose majority because he can't make good decisions like when he doesn't have his first or second read it's gonna be a sack or, or you know a pick or he's just gonna throw the ball away like he I, I don't know what's going on but like he doesn't have his first read and that's it like he he's just really he's a one read uh quarterback i forgot who said that but they said that last year, and I, I'm starting to see it. Like, I started to see it at the end of the year, and I'm starting to see it now. Like, it, it all falls on Baker right now. Like, the, he's going to go – they're going to go as far as he carries them. And, like you said, I, I mean, I, I could I, – I'll agree with you later. I don't know. It's it's too early. Like, we'll see. But right, they ran into a bus law just like the Falcons did with the Ravens. Like, I mean, that's a Super Bowl contender, so – I'm not really going to put too much stock into it, but if they shit the bed like this against the the Bengals on Thursday night, we have a problem. But for right now, I mean, 
We'll see. It's it's a I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna push pause on the Browns and then you know we'll pick it up whenever they if they have a bad game on Thursday then I'll I'll completely jump on that bandwagon and tell you like they're fucked like they're done. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, do you want to touch base on another morning game um, before we get to the Pats? You want to talk Packers? You want to talk Eagles? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is out to to prove Matt Lafleur like you fucked up, bro. Like he was playing. <laughs> I'll touch on two more games, the Packers and Vikings first, because I, I just feel like um, I think Minnesota is in trouble. I know it's week one. I know, like, you know how you're saying the Browns are done. I, I don't think they're done. It's just I, I think them trading digs, I, I I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be they're going to struggle a lot because, you know, it was all on Thielen yesterday. And it, it's going to be like that all year. Like, Dalvin Cook had a good game. Um, but they're asking a lot out of Justin Jefferson and uh, what is it, BC Johnson and um, something like that. But like they just have a bunch of like no names and unproven commodities at the receiving core, and that's going to be a lot. You know, teams are going to figure that out. Like just double dealing and let and have somebody else beat us. Like and that doesn't really work out for that team. LA has one proven receiver like the I say the Patriots last year. Once everybody figured out, it's only Edelman. They doubled him and know let everybody else beat them and they couldn't so um and minnesota's defense i have confidence in them they're just young and they it's the same thing with the falcons like their secondary is super young they restart they press the restart button on the secondary and uh yeah daniel hunter's on ir so he's going to be out the first three games yannick Ngakwe is barely here he got here towards the end of training camp so it's like they're going to take time to gel i feel like they're going like mid-season but yeah, if, if Kirk Cousins can't carry this team for a little bit until that defense gets going, they might fall to one and four, one and five, and that's it. You know, like they might they might have an easy schedule, but to ask Kirk Cousins to lead a team, and I know he has Dalvin Cook, but once teams figure that out, it's like it's on Kirk Cousins. We'll see what he does because time and time again we've seen he doesn't pull through, but maybe he'll change that this year. But. I'm worried. I'm a little worried about Minnesota. I know that was your NFC North champ pick, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, Aaron, but Aaron Rodgers is ready to prove everybody wrong. He's on. A, he has that fuck you mentality. And man, Matt Lafleur. I'm telling. You, like we kept saying over and over again, he should have gave him more weapons. But I feel like he's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna make these guys work. And my Marquez Valdez Scantling made a, he you, made man. him look good. I don't know. We'll see. I'm still skeptical. On him, I like Lazard more, but he was going to, you know, the NBS. Adams a lot, obviously. Yeah, obviously yeah. Adams. It's Adams and everybody else. Still had a great game. Like, yeah, all know. of them did. All of them played really well. I mean, that, he was putting up fucking, he was still scoring touchdowns when they were up like 16, 17, so you know what I mean? Like, he was up a lot and he was still trying to score, so, you know, that shows a lot. He's just trying to, that's why I feel like they're going to win the division just because everybody's Marcus sliding him and, yeah. And lastly, know, like, oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, like I mean, I the one game I did pay attention to this morning was that 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 morning yesterday was the Packer one because I had it on the TVs, all of them. But mm-hmm. I mean, they they look scary, man. I mean, shout out to my guy Fernie. He's in our league. Uh, he drafted Rogers. Yeah. He kept telling me all morning, bro, before we opened, like, oh, this, Rogers gonna have a great game this season, or this tonight, and he's gonna have an MVP year. I was like, all right, bro, whatever you say. Like, I hear this train every year from Rogers. Like, oh, he's gonna have a great game or a great season. Great season, and he ends up disappointing to every standards. And 
I don't know. He, he actually looked good yesterday, so it's kind of scary. Uh, I'm going to still stick to the Vikings with this division in our prediction episode, but I'm not going to be surprised, man, at these Packers. They're looking scary, but, I mean, it's just week one. Like we said, we'll see how they do late in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always those teams that, like, have a great first week. Yeah. And they hit the bed after that. So, like, I mean, like the Jaguars and Colts. I mean, Jaguars surprisingly won, but I don't expect them to do good. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch base real quick on that game. No, but, whoa. One more game I want to touch bro, before we get to the Pats and every other game. Um, Lions-Bears. I mean, Lions blowing a 17-point lead, and I know the Eagles did too against Washington. Um, but to blow a lead against Trubisky, I'm telling you, bro, I, I, I mean, Matt Patricia is probably on the hottest seat in the league right now. And if they lose, if they go 1-4, 1-5, or two and five, something like that. He's done. I, I feel like this. I've seen enough. He rubs players the wrong way. He tries to be Belichick Jr. It doesn't work out. Nobody respects him. He hasn't done anything. And I know Matt Stafford's good, and that's why you know we said it. Like we feel bad for him because they're just wasting his talent. Like he's good. He's really good. Like you saw, they went up twenty-three to six because of him. He's, he was picking up right where he left off, like last season before he got hurt. So. Like, I feel for the Lions, you know, the fan base. Like, it's just Matt Patricia as a coach, I don't feel like he motivates guys enough and he just rubs them the wrong way. Like, Darius Slate was a perfect example. He told everybody, like, he didn't respect me as a player and that's why I wanted to get out of it. That's why I feel bad for Jeff Okuda. Like, because, because, uh, yeah, Matt Patricia, you know, that's his bread and butter, supposedly his defense. And I don't know, man. I, I, I just You're feel right, like though. The, You're right. the Lions. Should have won that game easily. You're right. Like if if it's one thing to lose a game to like uh, to a powerhouse like a Seahawks or you know Packers, um, for the fact for the mere fact that you 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 lost a big lead heading into the fourth to a team that has quarterback struggles like it's it's ridiculous and it's unacceptable. Like Trubisky hasn't had a great career and people are already came calling him a bust and calling him that but mm-hmm. when you when you're a head coach and your specialty is your defense you should not be allowing a comeback like that for it to happen yep. and it's ridiculous that it did but i want to give a quick shout out to adrian peterson the man is still playing football great yep. 90 um, plus yards he just joined the lions like how long ago like a week or yeah, two a week ago, or two so shout out to peterson this man is a machine yep. all the time has not beat him yet so i want to give him a quick shout out and stuff but yeah, like I said, it was ridiculous that my producer allowed this to happen. You're right. He has the hottest seat in the league right now. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised, like you mentioned in our episode, that he might get fired soon. So, we'll yeah. see. Um, and you know what? Just shout out to Trubisky. You know, he really stepped up that game. And he did. At first, though, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Like, but, like, in the fourth quarter, he just became a completely different person. So, you know, I know yeah. I know we've been, like, bashing him, and a lot of people have been bashing him. So, I just want to give him, you know, praise for that. Like, he stepped up and... They won. Allen Robinson stepped up, made a lot of big catches. Um, and, you know, hopefully Tariq Cohen can get it going because I really feel like he's a, he was a difference maker for the Bears when they were contenders that one year and the, the double doink happened to them and against the Eagles. So I feel like he can really make a difference if he can get it going. And Ty Montgomery, or Ty Montgomery, sorry, David Montgomery has to step up. I feel like this is his year to, like, kind of prove everybody wrong because he had a really sour rookie year. So if he can get it going, the Bears, I mean, they they could shock a lot of teams like they did yesterday. So, yeah, I just wanted True. to touch the Bears. Shout out to them. You know, we had no, no like, you know, any expectations for them. And 
they beat week they beat the Lions week one, so that's a good start. But let's get into the Patriots, bro. The Cam Newton looks healthy, looks scary, and this run this run fucking offense is insane. Josh McDaniels really, really just turned did a complete one eighty and really turned this into a power running team, which I know Belichick always wanted, like when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, they kinda had that, but you know, Brady wanted to air the ball out to Gronk and everybody else, but man, the the option this is what we said before the season started. When they signed Cam, they wanted to they wanted to turn the tables and have a more modern offense and I feel like that's what they have now with Cam Newton. You're right. You are absolutely correct. I, I said it in our prediction episode, man. He he's gonna have a great season at McDaniels is just like licking his chops right here, getting trying to get a Cam Newton in his squad. A mm-hmm. guy who can do the run pass option and yeah, man, yesterday, I know it's the Dolphins, though. Let's not overreact too much. I mean, it's week one, and it's the Dolphins. Yeah. They had Fitzpatrick throw three picks, which is, I mean, he's a journeyman in this league. So, um, you know, it was expected to, for the Patriots to beat him. But, yeah, you're right. The Patriots did look scary, man. And I don't know. I picked the Bills to win this division in our predictions, but we'll see. These Patriots looking scary, too. So, I don't know. I have some bold predictions we'll get to with the Patriots in a bit. Um but, yeah, that's all I got to say for now. Um, I didn't see much of this game, but I did see Cam Newton have a decent game. And it, this is the scary part is that he didn't have that great game. Like, I expected more from Cam. But, obviously, they were, they were like, they had a comfortable lead and stuff. And they ran the ball the whole 15. game. Yeah, yeah, he went, like, 15 for 19 only, like, 150 yards. And I know he had he was a leading rusher for the team running. But, yeah, they they uh, they – they looked scary yesterday, man, and, and it, it just felt like they could have done way more. Mm-hmm. Just like the Ravens did to the Browns, I felt like the Patriots could have demolished the Dolphins more. But, yeah. you know, like you said, they ran the ball and they just were playing conservative for the most part. I mean, 207 rushing yards, I mean, you don't really have to do much. Once you have a lead and you have a running game, it's kind of hard to catch up. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting big things for them. You know, I understand it's the Dolphins. Dolphins always kind of have the Patriots number in a way. So, you know, they passed... The first test, they have a big test next week against Seattle in Seattle on Sunday night. So that is true. That's gonna be a good game to watch. But hey, man, let's get into your NFC South rivals. Let's get into Tampa Bay. I don't know what you saw of this game, but I I tweeted it out. The Bucks have a long way to go if they're gonna yes. be contenders. Yes. Like um, it's it's just you can tell. I feel like preseason is is really coming out like the fact that there was no preseason it's showing in a lot of teams that they needed it and I feel like teams that add new pieces like a Tom Brady like you know even Cam Newton like I like you said he didn't really have a you know a a baller game you know but still like he didn't really have to but like Tom Brady this is his first new offense and since Billy O'Brien so and a whole new playbook and a whole new scenery and you know this is his first time being away from New England so I feel like he needed preseason. I feel like he needed to gel with his teammates more than just doing these secret workouts when it was, you know, they couldn't. But I don't know, man. They have a long way to go, and we'll see. But New Orleans, I'm not really – I'm I'm a little hesitant on New Orleans. We'll talk about our predictions later. But uh, we said it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just something about New Orleans. I feel like Atlanta could catch this team slipping in the standings. So. Oh, absolutely. You mentioned that the Dolphins always have the Patriots number. We somehow always have the Saints number in New Orleans. Like, mm-hmm. we always we're like one of the few teams ever to beat the Saints every year in, the, in, in their stadium. So, you're right uh, on the Saints. Um, the Saints for me right now, like this wasn't an, this wasn't that impressive of a, of a win. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks are just starting. They they just got like you mentioned their new players into the system. They, it's gonna take some time for them to gel all together. I wouldn't expect them to be really good by like week six. Week yeah, yeah. Fournette looked like he looked lost out there. I didn't, I, I couldn't even tell who that was. Yeah, people underestimate. Like everyone just assumes that if you put great players on the team, they're gonna do good right away. Like nah, people underestimate. You gotta learn. You gotta learn a yeah. system. You gotta learn the play calls. Like it's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. It's all they need studying to do it's just like in class for all the students up to listen to TJ ain't gonna give you the test right away he's gonna give you some time a month or two weeks you know to study it all and then get tested for it so you know you can't expect to pass the test right away so yeah the Bucks will do fine I'm not overreacting to any of these two teams right now I expected the Saints to win this game um, yeah me too. everyone's talking about how Brady's washed because he threw two picks and one of them was a pick six like nah man he's of course he's gonna throw picks like you said it's it's his first uh new uh coach since since when you said bill o'brien billy well, O'Brien. like offense wise like scheme yeah, offense yeah, player, since yeah billy o'brien was the offensive coordinator in new england so, yeah, so this is the first time so i mean you know i will say though i did say this in our predictions which we'll, we will be putting out soon but i did say this tom brady didn't look too hot in his last year of new england he did look a little bit washed and i did say you saw the the decline and you saw the you know the little chinks in the armor so that was my concern like i i understand we're getting a motivated brady and he had he looked good in you know the first half but um yeah you know i just feel like the gelling you know they need to get the chemistry going like oj howard looked good but mike evans i i mean they they we've seen out there for decoy in my opinion we've seen it even so marshawn Lattimore has this dude's number it's just like some of these dudes have each other's numbers like I feel like Chris Harris, for a, a long time, had Keenan Allen's number, and Keenan Allen wanted to talk a bunch of shit, and now they're teammates, but whatever. But Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans, I feel like Marshawn Lattimore always eats Mike Evans' lunch. Like, this dude just shadows him and doesn't let him do anything. Still, he had, like, one good game against them. So, I don't know. Like And Gronk, again, I said Gronk was the tin man that year, and all of a sudden every, he comes back and everybody thinks he's going to be Gronk of 2015. Like, no. So, I, I don't know. I, I said this. Brady has chinks in his armor. He, he saw the decline last year. It just this new offense is gonna take time, and like you said, they'll probably be good by week six or seven. But I wouldn't be surprised if you know the fall the fall off comes this year because like the true falling off a cliff like every quarterback does. I wouldn't be surprised if it's this year because we saw it last year a little bit. This is a new offense. Bruce Arians is going to ask a lot out of Tom Brady. That's why I feel like he threw those dumb picks because he was trying to do too much. But I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting year for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So Yeah, but and it's it's interesting you pointed out Marshawn Lattimore, though. He's very underrated. To me, he's one of the top corners in the league. He's mm-hmm. probably top three, top two. In my opinion, Um, I know I hate the Saints with the passion, but I respect Lattimore's game so much. He shuts down Julio a lot, too, in our games. Well, whenever we play the Saints, Julio doesn't really have a good game against us because Lattimore sticks him through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he's probably Tredavious White and it's uh, Marshall Lattimore. Those are my top two corners. Wow. Gilmore is not even in your top five. Gilmore's fourth, probably mm. third, probably better than Ramsey. But I don't. I think Lattimore and Tredavious White are the new top corners in this league to me. I I just don't know. Like Lattimore, I've seen it myself in this division. He. He shuts down Julio in our games too, and for you to say that he shuts down Mike Evans and you notice him now, it's 
it's, it, I don't know, man. This division stacked receivers and Raymond Dua and both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. For Tredavious White, to me, I'm just a huge fan of him. I love the Bills defense. Um, some some part of me tells me he's just a, a great corner because of the he's a product of that defense. But mm-hmm. I I'm a huge believer in Tredavious White. He's quick. He's yeah. strong. So I, I Ramsey to me he was the best, but he's starting. You're starting to notice uh, he's like slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Gilmore too. I love Gilmore. Um, not as much as you do, but I love Gilmore. But I just also think he's also a product of that defense. That that Patriots defense when they have all those players, man, they're they're scary. They're really scary. So we'll see how Gilmore does next week because he's gonna have a big challenge against uh, Metcalf. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they asked a, a lot out of Gilmore last year, and that's why he won Defensive Player of the Year. But usually they, what they do is they double the number one and then have Gilmore in the number two, which is smart because... Um, yeah, take their best player out, and then if you have Gilmore in their second best player, it's like you're asking number three and four to do the, the heavy load. So, you know, we'll see what they do this year. I feel like they asked a, a lot out of him last year, and it kind of showed, you know, he kind of slowed down towards the end when Devontae went off on him in Week 17. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But let's get into, I mean, we hit this on the head. We hit the nail on the head with this one. The Cardinals, we said this. We said this was going to be the hottest team in football. We said they're going to challenge for that, you know, I think they're going to challenge for the division. Now, after watching that 49ers game, I think they have a shot from going from, you know, last to first. But DeAndre Hopkins, wow. Wow, wow, wow. 14 catches, 151 yards. He should have had that touchdown. But, I mean, him and Kyler, you can tell that that connection is going to be deadly. And if those two can stay healthy, watch out for the Cardinals. We said it. Like, we said this. This was I – didn't, I didn't feel like this was going to be that bold of a prediction. But, man, it's looking – Nice and hot right now. I don't know what you think. I know you, you said some dudes were trying to hog the TV with the Bengals and the Chargers, but, you know. But, uh, Kyler Murray, to me, I, I said it in the prediction episode, too. He's he's the new Lamar Jackson. He's the next wave of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to, like, surprise – not surprise us, but, like, really just take the next level in, yeah. in his career. We saw it with Mahomes, and then we saw it last year with Lamar. And now this year it's going to be Kyler Murray. He's, he's the guy that's going to – just explode, especially with this offense. He he has it now. He now has a year under his belt, learning this offense, and now he has a a top five receiver in Hopkins. And I'm just looking at his stats right now. I'm reading them off: 91 yards running, 230 yeah. yards passing, two mm-hmm. touchdowns, one pick, obviously. But I mean, that was that's pretty impressive for Kyler, Kyler in my in my opinion. He almost had 100 yards running, and 230 yards passing. That is very impressive in my opinion. He has Kenyon Drake back there. They really didn't need him much of him, but he still had a great game. Bro, this Cardinals defense, too. I underestimated this defense. This oh, is, yeah, this defense this is This is a legit. defense better than I thought they were going to be. So, for them to only allow 20 points on the Niners, it's, it's I don't know, I'm impressed. I And I know we both called it that this game was going to be um, good. And I we both saw this coming, bro. I don't know why this was in America's Game of the Week. Um I know I re- all the hype was around Brady coming to Tampa Bay and stuff, yeah. but this is the game I wanted to see mm-hmm. so badly in the afternoon was this Cardinals-Niners game. So yeah. I was impressed, bro. And I think the Niners have a Super Bowl hangover. I think they're going to be yeah. like the Falcons uh, yeah. one four years ago when we lost in the, in the Super Bowl and we never came back. I don't think the Niners are going to come back to the Super Bowl. This is my thing with the Niners. I, I said this in our predictions. Like, 
Jimmy Garoppolo to me is a product of Mike Shanahan. Uh, or Mike, I keep saying Mike. Kyle Shanahan and his offense. Um, and I just feel like losing what they lost. I mean, all their their receive they have no receivers right now. Debo's hurt. All their receivers that they signed are hurt. Travis Benjamin opted out. So it's like they're having a bunch of like kind of no-name dudes kind of have to step up. But, I mean, the defense, I feel like Richard Sherman is getting older and older, and it's not really going to help the secondary out. If he's your top corner, that's kind of scary <laughs> to think about because he's just getting slow. Like we saw last year, like in the NFC Championship game, Devontae Adams was kind of picking him apart all game, you know? So, yeah. Um. You know, I just feel like, yeah, like you said, the Super Bowl hangover, they lost to Forrest Buckner. Um, all their receivers are hurt. So, And Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm, I'm telling you, they're gonna, it's going to show a lot. People still have confidence in him. I really don't. And I, I had them going 10-6, and six, but I have them going – I feel like they could drop down a few games after this loss. Like I thought they would pull it out in the end because they kind of you know were driving, and I thought they were going to get a last-second touchdown. But the Cardinals, man, Byron Murphy stepped up. That secondary with, you know, Peterson leading the way and they have Isaiah Simmons, like we said, like, and Chandler Jones, obviously. That team's going to be scary, bro. And especially if the defense can play like this, oh, man. They they might win this division, honestly. It's going to be between them and Seattle for sure. Most definitely. I mean, that that whole division was good. They looked good yesterday. And I want to talk about them in a bit, that whole division in general. But mm-hmm. the... The Cardinals, too, yeah. They were impressive. The Niners were impressive. Just the re- review what we just said. And the, the Seahawks, I always mentioned the first beginning of this episode, they look really good. Bro, I don't know. We were talking about in these predictions that the South is the best division in football, mm-hmm. the NFC South. Ah, I might, after this week, bro, this reaction of the first week, I might go NFC West as the best division. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't don't blame you. you would agree. I wouldn't blame you. That's like, I, man, listen, the Rams – Looked really impressive. I mean, we kind of had them going in the middle of the pack, which I still feel like they can because they have no depth. Like, that's the thing with the Rams. Two guys get hurt, three guys get hurt, season's over. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. But they looked impressive. I like the Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald's always going to do Aaron Donald things. But we said it in the predictions. Their D-line is if Leonard Floyd can step up and be that Leonard Floyd of, oh, that what was that, like 27, 2018 Chicago Bears defense? Yep. Like, they have pieces on the D-line. They have Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Sean Robinson. I don't think he played last night, but he's – like, they have a good D-line, and obviously Leonard Floyd. That – and then Jalen Ramsey and John Johnson, those two pieces in the secondary. Like, they could shock some teams, too, like they did last night. Everybody had the Cowboys as heavy favorites. And, I look, I man, we said this in the NFC East predictions. The Mike McCarthy preschool offense, like, I feel like they – they have all these weapons, and they chose to, you know, just play conservative. I don't, I don't know what happened to them, but it's like a Jason Garrett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I could, I, I completely agree with you though with the NFC West. Like that could be the best division. That's gonna be the most competitive for sure. But I still feel like the NFC South, man. I, I feel like they're gonna have some good games, and that's gonna be Absolutely. a close race too. Like. That's I feel like people are sleeping on the Falcons, and I, I don't feel like they should be because they, they're just. I, they they just need cohesion and they need time. Once the time is once the timing's down, they'll be they'll be elite too. So, well, absolutely, I agree. Like, um, the South is good too. The only the only reason why I say the West is probably the best now is because in the South we some people will 
make the it will be between the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. No one likes to put the Panthers in that discussion for the division. In the yeah. West, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those four teams win the yeah. division, even including the Rams. Yeah. Yesterday, they, they, I know, like you said, they they were good, but if they one gets hurt, then they're done. But for the time being, man, mm-hmm. they're all healthy and they all look good to me. And yeah. I know it's just the Cowboys team that just got a new coach and stuff. But for me, that team looked really good yesterday, in my opinion, mm-hmm. without Gurley. Um, so I'm impressed with the Rams, too, yesterday. I, any of those teams could win that division, quite frankly. The Niners, even though they lost yesterday, um, they still look fine to me. They're just going to have to get better and healthier. The Cardinals look really good. They were the most impressive team, in my opinion, in that yep. whole a week one reaction stuff. Uh, the Seahawks were the Seahawks. Russell Wilson did his thing. But the Rams with golf, that defense looked lethal. So I don't know, man. That that The whole NFC West looks really good. They mm-hmm. could be the team or the division that has all of their teams in the, in the playoffs. Um, yeah. But, I mean, since we're talking about the Cowboys really quick, that whole – and I said it in the predictions, bro. That whole division is up for grabs. Yeah. Any of those, including the Washington football team, could win that division. Mm-hmm. They beat the Eagles yesterday, bro. Uh, I know the Eagles kind of lost it there at the end, but for me, that's a very impressive win for Washington. Um, yeah. They're one and zero now. The Eagles are all one. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how the Giants do tonight against the Steelers. I'm not expecting anything big from them, but if they yeah. somehow win tonight, bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that whole division's up for grabs. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys will do. Will be fine. They will be fine. But it's gonna take some time, just like the Bucks are going to take some time. It's going to take some time for them to get better. Um, Mike McCarthy, I think he's going to elevate this offense more. He just we'll needs see. to find his, his schemes and play calls better. But No, I mean, you know, what, watching yesterday, and I, I was kind of looking, uh, when we recorded the NFC East episode, I was like, bro, no way. But Washington football team, we said it, that D-line really, really, really helped them out. Like Chase yes. Young... Chase Young already forced a fumble on his first sack. Like, come on. This boy is nasty. Like, they have a bunch of pieces. Not everybody's going to get blocked and contained on that line. Somebody's going to get free, and that's the issue with, you know, I want to see Washington against uh, Dallas. I can't wait for that game because that's really going to tell me who's going to win this division because Washington's in the conversation right now for sure. Yep. It's between those two, in my opinion. The Eagles are too hurt right now. Uh, they have no corners. They cut every single one of their corners that we know from last season. Uh, I don't even know anybody on that team anymore, deep, secondary-wise, besides McLeod. So it's um, it's going to be a struggle for them for sure. Um, obviously, Sanders was hurt as well. So, I mean, I want to see this team healthy. But right now, it's between Washington and Dallas right now. And Washington has a little edge up for me because of that D-line that we talked about. I didn't think they were. Gonna, I knew they were going to be good, but this good? Wow! I mean, I, I'm excited to see how they are the rest of next the way. Next week they play the Cardinals. Next week that's so going to be a good test. Yeah, that's going to be a good afternoon test. games. That's going to be my most uh, excited one that I'm looking forward to for those afternoon games next week. So, um, but yes, let's touch base on these both predictions, man. I have a big one I wanted to say off the bat. Okay. Cam Newton will be in the running for MVP. Mm, okay. I think he will be. I know he didn't have that great game yesterday, but he still had a decent game nevertheless and then i just have high hopes for this offense on the patriots um but who's your mvp what's up who's your mvp like my actual mvp yeah. MVP? who's who's gonna win it I'll, i'm gonna go lamar jackson okay. i think he's gonna go back to back um but i wouldn't be surprised if cam gives him a run for his money including kyler murray to one of those mm-hmm. two guys those two guys are going to give a run for the money for Lamar Jackson. To me, another one is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, everybody always has him up there in the MVP discussions. Yeah. He's like a Lamar 
James. He's always going to be in the discussion no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, of, of, of course, uh, he had a great game yesterday. But I, I just see Rodgers hitting uh, a slump at some point during the season. Just a, a slight slump. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's going to go like 12 for 39 with three picks. No, but yeah. Rodgers is going to have those. He's going to have semi-good games. He's not going to have that great games like he did yesterday all the time. So I'm going to go Cam Newton. Um, he could do absolutely way more than what he did yesterday. But obviously, it's the Dolphins. They... They, he's he's taking it slow for the time being, but I know for a fact Cam Newton's gonna pick it up at some point. Yeah, like, already had a hot game yesterday. Them two guys are gonna give Lamar Jackson enough for his money. Obviously, Patty Mahomes is in that discussion too, but I think Mahomes has uh, bigger uh, goals in mind right now with the winning going back to back Super Bowls. But I I don't know who you want to pick as your MVP. Miami. Those are my three guys. So what we're going to do right now, we wanted to touch base on week one and then do our predictions for like MVP, comeback player of the year, all that stuff. So uh, my MVP, I'm going to go Kyler Murray. I, I'm going to go with what we've been saying. You know, I know you said it, you touched on it earlier. Like Patrick Mahomes in the second year popped off. Lamar Jackson in the second year popped off. I feel like Kyler Murray, he kind of showed it against this. I mean, the, the Niners defense isn't no joke. I mean, I understand I said what I said. They lost to Forrest. Richard Sherman's getting older, but... I still feel like that's a, a good defense, the formidable de- defense. Like, they have Bosa and all that, so they're still good. And the fact that he was just running all over that defense, I mean, that just shows. I feel like this is going to be his year, and I yeah. I, I feel like Kyler Murray's just going to pop off the, t- off the screen, and everybody's going to see. We're not crazy that we think this team is going to go 10-6, and 11-5. Like yes, this sir. team, if they can stay healthy, and that's a big if because Kenyon Drake has a little bit of an injury history. But, I mean, they have good running back depth, in my opinion. So I feel, I feel like even if they lose Drake, they'll be fine. But, you know, I feel like this is going to be Kyler Murray's year for sure. And Absolutely. Um, I, that's my pick for MVP. But who do you got for, um, let's say, let's go Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive player of the year, I'm going to probably uh, – ooh, that's a good one. Mm. The heavy favorite right now is Aaron Donald. I was thinking Donald, but – yeah, I'm going to go Aaron Donald. Okay. I mean, he had, he – the dude looked like a beast yesterday, bro. And I only I, just, I only saw clips of the game, mm-hmm. but I saw that one video on Twitter all morning about this Zeke? dude destroying the old line okay. bro. <laughs> Sacking Prescott. I was like, holy crap. Aaron Donald is just another level, bro. He's on another level. But no. to me, a, a, a dark horse, dark horse to me, and I know I'm a, I'm biased because it's the Falcons. Grady Jarrett, Grady mm. Jarrett had a one and a half sacks yesterday. Uh, he looked good. I know it's not gonna pop up in the stat sheet, bro. But he he's the anchor of that D line. I know we just added Fowler, but Jarrett makes things so much easier for the two outside guys, uh, McKinley and Fowler, to sack the quarterback. So. I love Grady Jarrett. I hope a lot of people know, like, re- recognize that he he should be in the discussion for defensive player of the year. But yeah, it's gonna be Aaron Donald, bro. He's there's mm-hmm. Jarrett, but then there's also Donald. He's just too good, bro. Too good. Can I give you my bold, bold defensive player of the year? Yes. And I know it's a long shot, and I know Bosa, Nick, Joe, Nick. Yeah, Nick Bosa could have won it last year. I'm gonna go Chase Young. I, think, I was gonna. I was thinking that. Yeah, I, I think this boy. I just from watching that game, and I know the Eagles' defense or O line is very weak, but just watching that, I mean, I just like Nick Bosa last year, just popping off the screen. I feel like he could win Defensive Rookie of the of the Year and 
defensive player of the year. I mean, this dude looks like he's he should have been in the league two years ago. That's how ready he looks. So it's like that's my bold prediction. I'm gonna go Chase Young, defensive player of the year. That boy's nasty. That boy's nasty. But yeah, Darren Donald's a heavy favorite at plus seven fifty. Um, Khalil Mack is plus one one eleven. So or eleven hundred. So that's gonna be interesting, but. Um, Aaron Donald's a good pick. I, I don't blame you for that. I mean, he just no, killed yeah. everybody. He killed everybody yesterday. But the funny thing is, when you ask me that right now, the first person that popped into my head was Chase Young. Mm-hmm. But I, I, to me, like I, I held myself from saying it because I'm like, he's a rookie. It's yeah. one. Yeah. The Eagles had a bad line. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, he's a great player. He's a beast for first year there, first game. But let's see if he holds it together yeah. for 16 games. But you know Donald who, has proven he's done it, so that's why. I yeah. Want you know who I think is gonna win it though, if Chase Young doesn't win it, because like you said, he is a rookie. I think T.J. Watt has a good case. I feel like he's been putting together a lot of seasons, a lot of good okay. seasons, and I feel like this could be the year where, now that they have Big Ben and they're not gonna be on the field that much, I feel like T.J. Watt's really gonna put his uh, handprint on this league, and win Defensive Player of the Year. If Chase Young doesn't win it, I feel like T.J. Watt's a good. A good bet, too. Um, let's see. Offensive player of the year, who you got? Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Patty Mahomes or okay. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. One of the two. They're going to put great numbers regardless, bro. Yeah. I know they're not good. And I've mentioned it briefly in this MVP discussion. But in terms of stats and, and all that stuff, Mahomes is just unbeatable, bro. And so mm-hmm. is Lamar Jackson. But I feel Mahomes is going to have more stats on his under his belt this season. And, and I was pretty impressed with Rodgers yesterday. Um, and if he could keep it up, he's definitely winning Offensive Player of the Year. But to me, it's going to be Mahomes, bro. He's yeah. he's just the greatest quarterback in the league right now. And he just makes it all look so easy. So we're picking him. Yeah, I feel like the reason why. Oh, go ahead. I'm good. One more thing. The reason why I don't I don't have him in my MVP discussions is because I feel like a lot of the narrative on him right now is that he's got all these weapons around him, mm-hmm. and he makes it look so easy that they're going to discredit him for what he does on the field. So to me, like Lamar Jackson. Cam Newton and, you know, Kyler Murray, they all have less weapons to deal with, which is why I, I, the narrative is going to hurt him on Mahomes having that all those pieces around him to me. This is why I don't have him as MVP, but Offensive Player of the Year, you can't go against the numbers, and this is why I have him picking up. So, yeah, uh, I'll let you continue. Really. Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I was going to go off of that before you said that. Um, I, I don't feel like not having Mahomes as MVP is, like, sliding him or being disrespectful. It's just... I feel like the the people who vote on this type of stuff really taking that take that into consideration. So uh, yeah, I have Mahomes as my offensive player of the year as well. I I feel like he's they're gonna possibly put up forty to fifty points a game. I know um, they didn't do that against the Texans, which they could have, they easily could have. But uh, I feel like once they had a thirty-one to seven lead, they're like, eh, let's just let's just chill out a bit. But we saw last year they were down. 24 nothing, and they came back and scored 51 straight. So, I mean, that's going to be times 10, especially with Edwards Hilaire. Edwards Hilaire, to me, that's that's a lock for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That is, it, it's a lock. I, I feel like that's not even up for debate. I know CeeDee Lamb's going to be good. Jefferson's going to be good. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I feel like can he's going to surprise a lot of people and might push for the best rookie wide receiver this year, but... I think Edwards Hilaire, excuse me, the H is silent. I just learned that. But uh, um, I feel like he's going to really just 
be the state. He's going to be the reason the Chiefs are going to possibly go back to the Super Bowl again. Like, they lost Damian Williams because of the opt out, and then they just plugged him right in, and they have they're just picking up right where they left off with the Forty ers So, I mean, man, uh, th- yeah, I feel like Mahomes is going to win Offensive Player of the Year for sure. But um, I don't know if you have anything else to add about that. But I want you, I want to hear your take on. We said, I mean, do you have anything else to add with the Offensive Rookie of the Year? I mean, I'm pretty sure. You have him no, too, I, was, so. I was just gonna say it's gonna be him. He he had a great first game, and it's much, it's expected. Everyone's gonna probably the narrative or the narrative. The favorite is is gonna be him or Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow mm-hmm. had a decent game yesterday, yeah. but to me, Edwards Hilaire, bro. He's he's the X factor in this Chiefs. There, I think I believe he's taking that that Chiefs team to the next yeah. level. And that's the scary thing is like last year they won the Super Bowl, but I think this year they're gonna be even better than they were the season mm-hmm. the previous season. So. Yeah, he's definitely going to probably win uh, Rookie of the Year, especially with that team being um, so good and one of the Super Bowl favorites. They're going to give him some uh, votes just uh, for the sole reason that the team is, is doing excellent and Joe Burrow's Bengals are, like, on the rebuild. So, mm-hmm. uh, One more award I wanted to get to before I have one more bold prediction outside of these awards. Uh, comeback Player of the Year, to me, Cam Newton's the yeah. obvious choice. But Big ben. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a name out there. Not a lot of people are thinking of, and I guarantee oh, okay. you, I'm the only one thinking of Alden Smith, bro. Mm. Alden Smith. He mm. had a beast game yesterday against the Rams. Like I said in these predictions, bro, he was one of the most underrated signings in this offseason. Jerry Jones likes to bet on these guys that have off the field issues all the time. Yep. Uh, but to me, Alden Smith, he's always proven he's a beast on the field. He just has off the field issues. And, but to me, if he can can sustain those problems outside uh, the field, he's gonna be he's gonna have a great season, and the Cowboys are gonna improve on defense because of him. And yeah, he he impressed me a lot yesterday, even though I was expecting him to do good. Uh, but obviously, the other choice is Cam Newton. You you briefly just said Big Ben, though. I want to hear your thoughts on Big Ben because that's an um, interesting one. That's an interesting. One. I don't think Big Ben's gonna have that good of a season to me. I feel like this this Steelers team is going to have a lot of – Big Ben especially, I feel like they're going to have a lot of opportunities because this defense just creates a lot of havoc and turnovers for the opposing team. So I feel like, um, like I said, TJ Watt's going to pop off your screen. Minka Fitzpatrick had a really good year with them. Um, they went 8-8 eight and eight with Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph. I mean, with Big Ben, I feel like he's going to really take advantage of all the opportunities he gets and – you know, they have a Chase Claypool who they drafted, which, I mean, the, is anybody better at developing receivers than the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, these no, dudes pop right. off the screen. Like, James James Washington popped out, out of nowhere last year. Like, he stepped up. Juju Smith-Schuster stepped up. Antonio Brown, six-round pick. Look where he's at. I mean, I understand where he's at now, but, you know, he was one of the best receivers in the league at one point. It's just these dudes in Pittsburgh know how to really develop receivers. And I feel like Deontay Johnson can have a good year with them as well. So they have the pieces. I like what I, James Conner has to step up to me. I'm not really a big James Conner fan at the moment, but if, unless he proves me wrong. But uh, I, I just feel like Big Ben has a strong case for comeback of the year, comeback player of the year. But I like that. Alden Smith, I like that pick. Uh, he, Like you said, he's a really good defensive player. He's just had a lot of stupid-ass off-the-field issues. And if he can put it together, I mean, that's a good pick. I'm not even – I'm going to check the odds on that because I might want to throw some money on that, honestly, because I could see it happening. I know defense usually doesn't win that award, but, you know, he showed it last night. He, he really stepped up, and with him, 
Everson Griffin and Tank Lawrence, like that's a good uh, pass rush rotation. So that's gonna be. I'm gonna be watching that a little more closely because I saw him. He really did some good things, but I want to see how he does. You know, excuse me. But further down the road, but uh, we'll see. You know. Yeah, it's so a good I'm pick. looking at the odds right now. The the favorite. There's there's two favorites. Rob Gronkowski, Big Ben. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Oh my lord. Come on, Cam people. Have we not learned? Come on, man. This is ridiculous. Cam Newton is third. Uh they got JJ Watt fourth. Stafford fifth. AJ Green sixth. Alex Smith. No. Uh, Alex Smith has up. no shot though. He's he he was heating up, but they those those uh, odds have died down. Yeah. Uh, he's seventh. And they got Alden Smith at eighth. They have all right. so it's it's funny to me. Well, I guess I'm not the only one that has him as a comeback player nah, he's, yeah, he's up there in the top 10 for odds um obviously they got miles garrett here nick Foles. so yeah for the but for defenders it looks it seems to me that he's he's up there i know there's a lot of quarterbacks on this list but to me yeah alden smith they got miles garrett jj watt as well uh but yes the obvious favorites to me apparently is rob gronkowski and uh big ben mm, i I would say it's between Cam Newton and Big Ben, but all the Smiths a close third that you brought him up. I, I didn't even I for, completely forgot about him. Like, you know, in, in this conversation, I completely forgot that you know he, he can get this award as well. But no, Rob Gronkowski's. If anybody put money on that, I'm so sorry you're gonna lose whatever you put on that because there's no way we're gonna see 2017, 2016, 2015 Rob Gronkowski. 2018 is what we're gonna get. The dude that scored three touchdowns and that couldn't run anymore because. Guess what? He's had a lot of knee issues and back issues. That's what we're going to get this year. He'll be a good red zone target, but that's about it. He's not going to get no comeback player of the year. Stop it. So, I like that pick, though. I like that you said that. Alden Smith, that's a good pick. And Hey, if you put some money on it, I wouldn't even be mad at you, honestly. That's a, that's a really good bet. You kind of convincing me. But you said one more bold. Go ahead. Yes, one final bold prediction before we end this episode. Who is going to be your last place team. I know we always joke around that it's going to be Tank for Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. Um, everybody says the Jaguars. To mm-hmm. me, bro, the num- the number one pick this season, offseason, is going to go to the New York Jets. Mm. I know we talk about the Jets having a decent squad, but, bro, we've mentioned it too plenty of times. They're, they just look dysfunctional, and yesterday was a very ugly loss to the Bills. I know the Bills are probably one of the top teams in the division, and they have the one of to me they have the greatest defense in the league, but that's another discussion for another day. Hmm. But damn man, Sam Darnold just did not look good out there yesterday. Holy crap, that that was just an ugly L. The Browns was ugly, but man, the Jets were too. And to me, I don't see any hopes of this team picking it up. At least for the Browns, they got the Bengals this Thursday. They, you know, they have a, they have a shot at it. But damn man, this holy crap, this Bengals yeah. or this Jets team is just it looked ugly out there bro and to me that just tells me they're 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 gonna they're gonna get the number one pick bro the jaguars at least in my point in my opinion the jaguars with Minshew, Minshew, i know he's not as he's frisky as the other quarterbacks bro but he he's yeah, frisky yeah, he, yeah. he's frisky bro he he has some fight in him and this jaguars team's gonna win games because of it just like yesterday against the colts 
So, but this Jets team just doesn't look motivated, bro. They just they just seem out of it. Mm-hmm. Talk about Matt Patricia being on the hot. Adam Gase, team. listen, I I have not been a fan of Adam Gase at all. So you know how I feel about Adam Gase. He's it's gonna be him and Patricia that lose their jobs like for sure this year. Absolutely, bro. Like the only bright spot I see out of this whole offense yesterday in these Jets is Crowder having mm-hmm. seven catches, 115 yards, and one touchdown. But everything else, the run game was nowhere to be seen yesterday. Yep. Le'Veon Bell, bro, they're just paying this man to literally just run around in the field. Seriously, bro. Yep. Sam Darnold, I mean, 21 for 35, 215, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, those are decent numbers, but, bro, you got to do better than that. Sam Darnold, the Jets are literally giving you these keys to this team, and you're just not doing anything with it. And I know most of it is Adam Gates, but, bro, Holy crap, like, this is unacceptable. This Jets team, I'm overreacting, and I will be the first one to admit it. This Jets team is going to get the number one pick next season. They're going to get Lawrence, and they're gonna, things are going to go up from there. But mm-hmm. this is going to be a long season for the Jets. They got, who they got next week? The Niners, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get blown out again next week. Um, I don't care if they put freaking, so who's the backup for the Niners right now? I don't care if they don't put Jimmy G. They're still going to lose that game, bro. C.J. Beathard, Nick yeah. Mullins. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're still gonna lose that game next week. They're gonna go zero and two, and who knows where they go from there. But yeah, this that was just an embarrassing loss to me. Listen, we said this like the Jets are not gonna do anything. They're gonna be a top three pick, number one maybe. I'm I can see why you say that. It's gonna be a toss up between I think three teams for me personally. But I'll get the into thing, that right now. The but. thing to me that's why I said the Jaguars are not gonna get the first pick because mm-hmm. of Minshew, bro. Minshew like like we just mentioned they. They, they guess to me he just has so much fight in him, bro. He refuses yeah. games, and mm-hmm. they're the re- that's the reason why they're not gonna stack up as many losses this season is because he's gonna steal a couple games from them, and that's gonna cost them the position of being number one. Yeah, the Jets, in my opinion, bro, look unmotivated. They'll win some games just for the mere fact that the other team had a bad bad game against them. But, yeah, yeah, dude. This I don't know. I don't who I don't know who else you have at the top of your head to get this number one pick other than those two teams we just mentioned. Uh, those two pop out to me, bro. Seriously. Hmm. Uh, Jaguars, Jets, and listen, this might be a bold overreaction pick, whatever. Philadelphia is going to fall off a cliff this year. And don't be surprised if they're a top five pick and they could they could challenge for them to pick number one, which I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that might be good for them because they have nothing. They have nobody. It's just Wentz and that's it. Like, who... Who else can you name on the Eagles right now that's making a difference? Wenton Cox, sorry. Fletcher Cox is obviously a, a, play, a playmaker. I don't want to disrespect him, but it's just besides those two, this team hasn't really done anything. They lost, they cut every single person in their defense. They let Malcolm Jenkins walk, which I think that was a mistake. He's a really good locker room dude, and he's still, he can still play. And Alshon Jeffrey, uh, who knows what we're going to get from him year to year. Can Deshaun Jackson stay healthy? What are we going to get from Jalen Rager? It's just, I feel like Philly's in that conversation too. And maybe some people are going to get mad that I say that. I had them, you know, fighting for the division. And now I don't know where to go with this team. This team looks awful. This might be another team that wastes potential with with Wentz. I mean, this is ridiculous. How many teams in the league that do that? So this might be good for them that they do pick top three so they can get somebody to help them out. But it's looking ugly in Philly. 
I don't. I really can't tell you who else could be challenging for that number one pick. I can say the Browns. The Jets and Jags. I feel like that's a good bet. I, you know. Yeah, because the Browns to me, they they looked horrible bad yesterday too. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. they looked just as bad as the Jets. But they're just too talented, bro. At least the Browns have so many great players on that squad that you just you can't picture the Browns being the number one pick after having Odell, Jarvis, yeah. Chubb, Hunt, Baker on that squad, bro. And mm-hmm. like, I just can't picture them having the number one pick in my opinion. To me, another team that kind of sticks out is the Giants. Um, but we'll, we'll see, see how they yeah. We'll see how they perform tonight, but I just think Barkley or, yeah, Saquon is just too good, and yeah. Daniel Jones is going to get better this season. So I don't see them doing bad either. Um, but other than that, dude, I don't see anybody else. Pay. In reality, maybe the Panthers. But the Panthers looked decent yesterday. Yeah, they look like they'll steal some games. Absolutely. And, the, and Washington, uh, like, they – a lot of people have been going low too this season and being one of the top five picks. But to me, bro, like we mentioned earlier in this episode, right now, this team, this D line is just unstoppable, and that's gonna win them some games as well. Yep. So I can't picture anybody else in this whole league that I can see uh, challenging for the number one pick. The Bengals already got better with Joe Burrow. You can tell that yeah. after these games. So yeah, bro, I'm gonna go with Jets. Jets are winning this number one pick, bro. Honestly, I I don't I, I'm not mad at you. I was, I'm just gonna say it's gonna be between those three teams, and that might be. Yeah. I might have to eat those words, which I, I don't have no issue doing, but Philly just looks really dysfunctional and really just lack of any talent. Like like I said, I don't want to disrespect all the, like, Wentz. I, I miss Ertz, too. Ertz and Fletcher Cox. Like, those three, that's that really... Zach situation. That's really Ertz. I'm kind of glad that you just brought this up. Zach Ertz, man, this is kind of a very... Yeah, um, you need to watch out for that contract yep. situation. Yep, I feel like it's getting to him. Yeah, I feel like it's getting to him a lot. The fact that he made those comments before the season started. Yeah, I feel like he did it for a reason. Maybe, maybe they might trade him. Who knows? But the fact that they haven't extended the, their second best offensive player, a little bit concerning. I yeah, I completely agree with you. I, it's I, yeah, and then like the but the. I mean, obviously, it was those comments and, and him, like, not having that extension yet. Mm-hmm. But to me, another thing that points out to me, and I noticed this yesterday, who got the touchdown for the Eagles yesterday? Goddard. Yes. and to Ertz me, did, too, but he didn't really have any targets. He had, like, five catches, I think, or three, something like that. But Yes. Yeah, Goddard had the big game. That is so fishy to me. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but for me to see Ertz – to, to witness him having like those comments and then for Goddard, the second tight end, to have that big of a game yesterday, it's it's mm. I don't know, it's just something to watch. Something to watch. I'm mm, not gonna a, you know what? Let's just do it. If he's let's say he gets traded by the deadline, what team should pick him up? See, that's the hard part. I haven't gone that far. It just depends on the t- position of these teams at the deadline. You're going to have those teams that, like, we didn't expect much, but then they're in the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to go out there and, like, get the missing piece that they might possibly need. Uh, yep. I can't. I can't Here's three teams to look out for that might do it. Actually, four. I'll give you four. Number one's Arizona. Arizona is missing a tight end, and if they add Zer- if they add Ertz, this might be a Super Bowl team right there. I mean, this you. it's like, who are you going to defend? Who, who are you going to double? Are you going to double Ertz? Are you going to double Hopkins? Then you're going to leave Christian Kirk. You're going to leave Larry Fitzgerald, who's always old, reliable. You're going to leave Kyler Murray. It's just, it's too many weapons. And if the Eagles aren't going to extend him, and he's, you know, if people start calling the Eagles, hey, what's up with Ertz? And they actually listen, Arizona should be the first ones to call him. That's a good one. Uh, Pittsburgh, 
I like Vance McDonald, but I feel like Ertz with Big Ben and all of them, that'd be nasty. Um, oh, who was I going to... Oh, the, it won't happen, but I feel like it, they should call them. Dallas, I feel like, needs a tight end, especially with the departure of Jason Witten. And the Eagles did steal Dallas Goddard from the Cowboys that draft. So, I mean, maybe they call them. Maybe they make them an offer they can't refuse. But the Cowboys are missing that middle of the field, like, weapon to me. Well, yeah, you could tell they tried to bring in, uh, what's his face from last season? That, that Blake Jarwin, Tony Pollard, which one? Jason Wynn. Jason Wynn. They tried to get him last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And that, that didn't work out. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's old. Tell. The yeah. Cowboys are still looking for that piece ever since his prime years, you know? Yeah, it, unless, you know, I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, that's something to watch out for. And I'll say this because, I mean, I know they looked good yesterday, but they're still missing. They don't have a really – they don't have weapons. Ooh, I, I think I know who you're talking <laughs> about. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like they need, they need a number one target for Cam. If they're not going to sign Delaney Walker, if they're not going to give him a tight end, I know – they have a lot of confidence in Dalton Keene and Devin at CSC, but I think they need a true number one weapon, and I feel like Zach Ertz could be that for Cam. So those four oh, teams, right. just look out. I mean, Arizona would make the most sense, but if those other three teams call and they, you know, they make an offer the the Eagles can't refuse, just watch out. I think Ertz could get traded by the deadline. Honestly, I feel like he's going to be very dissatisfied and. Like you said, it's very fishy. I didn't really look at it like that, but it's very fishy. Dallas Goddard got most of the load at tight end, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I I agree with the Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton's uh, best MVP season was with Greg Olson as mm-hmm. his tight end. Yep. I feel like you're right. If, if he already has Julian Edelman as a receiver, but I just, he needs somebody down the middle like Zach Ertz. So, but another team that I was just look, I was just looking at the like the list of teams. Okay. <clears throat> another one I was thinking of possibly. It must. Have, it might not happen. Obviously, just like the Cowboys. the Green Bay Packers, bro. Mm. The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He has. We just mentioned his. He only has Devontae Adams. You. Be, I believe in all this Scantley more, but you believe in uh, Lazard more. Mm-hmm. But I just, to me, bro, it would be interesting to have a Zach Ertz in the middle of the field. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's just, to me, that's very interesting. And I think if the Packers go like five and one. Or to you know somewhere along the lines of those those kind of records, I think they might give the Eagles a call if the Zach Ertz mm-hmm. situation uh, worsens throughout time. No, it's plus they have no tight ends though. Like they have, uh, let's see, Jay Sternberger who was a rookie that didn't play last year. Mercedes Lewis, who's I mean he's just a red zone target at this point of his career, and they drafted another one, but he's more of a, a fullback. So it's gonna be yeah. Uh, yeah, Packers are a number another one too, but. Man, this Earth situation is going to be, uh, yeah, keep your eye on it for sure because I feel like it's going to implode very soon. I feel like he's going to get traded before the deadline. That's just that's just me, though, because the fact that he came out and said that, like, that's that says something to me. And to me, that's it's it's interesting because he, he's he got two years left in that contract. So for him to speak out like this, it's to me, if I, I didn't know about this contract until, like, a week ago. And I thought he was, like, uh, due for a contract extension soon, just like Kittle and Kelsey were and all that. But for him to speak out like that, it's kind of fishy, bro. You're right. And it's, he's got two years left in that contract, and it's manageable money now in terms of value and salary-wise because all these other tight ends are getting paid, like, twice as much as he is now. Yep. You're right. He, 
there's a very good chance he might get traded at the deadline, especially if the Eagles go 0-6 or 1-5 and to start mm-hmm. the year. They're, they're just going to probably think to rebuild again. So you're right. Everybody just keep an eye on that Zach Ertz situation. If you have him on your fantasy squad, just know you're going to have some rough rough games ahead of you. Yep. But we'll see. We'll see, guys. Uh, I believe that's it for this episode. No, no, no. Hold up, hold up. I think we should just do it now. I want to hear your playoff predictions for both both conferences. Uh, I want one through seven. I want your seeds. I want to know who's who you got making the playoffs. It's on the whim. Yeah, it's on the fly. We didn't talk about it, but I just feel like we should do it. Since we talked about everything else, we kind of said where we what we're feeling with these squads. So I want to see what you think. And don't worry about getting the order right or wrong. Just your your thoughts. But I want to see how many we hit on this year. You know, let's just keep an eye on who we get um, right. So not- so not an order? No, nah, like, like give give, give me no, nah, like give me your order. But I'm saying if it when it actually happens, I'm not gonna worry about who makes what seed. But I want to see how many we get correct. But in your eyes, who's getting the one through seven in order? Like, let's see. Okay, so we'll start with ASC right off the top. Uh, okay. The top of my head, I'm gonna go Chiefs number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs number one, the Ravens number two. Okay. And then obviously I gotta go divisions because those are the top four seeds. Yep. So that's the north, the west. The, I'm going to go uh, east, and I'm going to pick the Bills at mm. uh, number three. Number four, I'm going south, obviously. I'm going to go Titans. Okay. Uh, number five, Patriots. Um, number six, I'm probably going to go, and a lot of people are sleeping on them, the Raiders at number six. Mm. And um, with the final seed, I might just go – uh, see the the number seven seed is the toughest one, dude, in my opinion, because I, they just added that one. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I might just—it's gonna be a toss-up. I'm gonna lean towards the Broncos just for my Broncos. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna go Broncos. So it's Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Titans, Patriots, Raiders, Broncos. Mm. Okay. All right. Then, That's wow. Let me, let me hear yours first, and before I do my NFC. So I have Chiefs, Ravens, one and two. I have the Patriots at three. I have the Titans at four. I have the Titans winning the division as well, especially after seeing yesterday. I mean, not, nobody looks impressive. We'll see the Titans tonight, but um, yeah, the Titans at four. I have the Bills at five. Pittsburgh at six. That seven seed, I mean, ooh, that's the same thing. Like it's, I'm telling you, bro, it's tough to one. see, but um, I had to choose somebody. Mm. I might go Denver. Yeah, I'll go Denver. I I believe in the Broncos more than the Raiders. Uh, it's just me, but um, I feel like the Raiders are still missing pieces. But I I feel like the Broncos. Can win eight to nine games and get the seventh seed. So see the thing to Denver. me is I would have picked the Broncos to be like above the Raiders, but with the loss of Von Miller, bro, it just hurts them. I think. Yeah. And Cortland Sutton is hurt too now, mm-hmm. so injuries are already plaguing them, and they haven't even played the first game. Yeah. But I just think they'll they'll squeeze it out in the seventh. Uh, so what do you? Why are you so like hesitant on Pittsburgh? Like, what's the? To me, okay, so Big Ben is old, bro, to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously he is. There's yep. no question. To me, he's he's just gotten so many injuries, dude, that I just think he's gonna, he's bound to get hurt again at some point this season. And I, I'm hoping he doesn't because I like the guy. He's a yeah. good player. But I just I don't see him being healthy the whole, throughout the whole season. 
I don't know. I'm expecting an average season. To me, I I wouldn't be surprised if they get that seventh seed and beat the Broncos or the Raiders for the matter of, uh, in that matter for that seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, dude. I love the defense. I really do. But I just have so many questions on this offense. Um, Juju Smith is the only player I can think of that's going to have a decent season on that offensive side of the ball. Too. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know, dude. I, I think they're just bound to just get a new quarterback, dude. They that needs to Maybe. Retire. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt last just, year. I had, yeah, I just have questions on their offense. Their defense is going to do stellar, but I just I can't see. See, that's why I have the Steelers making the playoffs because I feel like not everything's going to be on Big Ben like years past. Like this defense is going to put this offense in great field position a lot of the times. So mm-hmm. that's why I have the Steelers making it. But NFC, I I feel like we we see eye to eye for the most part. So let's see. Let's hear. It. Let's see what you got. The NFC. Yeah. Uh, so my. My top seed now, oh, see, on our predictions episodes, I might have changed it up now, honestly. But That's fine. You're watching these week one uh, games. Number one seed to me is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks are well, actually, one. no. Let, let everybody know what you have prior to the season and then say what you changed. Okay. So, for the... For, for the number one seed, I had the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm changing it up now because... Watching these games yesterday, dude, this whole, like we mentioned, this whole West Division is just up for grabs, dude. And it's and it's for, like, not up for grabs as in they all suck. It's just that they're all really good. So I can't pick one right now that's it's going to be really good. But to me, after watching these games, I'm changing it up. The Seahawks looked really good yesterday. They looked determined with Jamal Adams, too, on defense. So yep. Seahawks, number one. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the South because they're obviously a great division, too. Um I wanted to pick the Falcons, but I'm changing that up too. Um, mm-hmm. as, as much as this hurts me, bro, I'm picking the Saints number mm-hmm. two. Um, it, they just have the they are they're all they've all been together for so long that yep. they're bound to just go back up to be number two. Um, mm-hmm. The Falcons, the mere fact, I love this team. They have a great roster, but they they're gonna it's gonna take some time for them to gel again on defense, especially with that secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with the North and. Um, I had a, I believe I had the, yeah, the, the Vikings. Vikings. Yes, I'm gonna stick with them. I think okay. they're gonna do better. They're gonna, I, this is just one game against the yeah. Packers. Okay. I'm sticking the Vikings with number three. Number four, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be the East, and that was the one that was up for grabs to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with Dallas. Was, uh, see. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with okay, Dallas okay, just okay. For, just because <laughs> I want to say Washington. Yeah, it's just wait and see with them. <laughs> they have potential. Yeah. They're just they they're just too young. I think they're not ready yet. Maybe mm-hmm. next year I'll pick them for the as the favorites. But right now they're just not ready yet. I know they won yesterday. But I'm I'm sticking Dallas for number four. Uh, number five I'm gonna pick the the Niners. Uh, I okay. Had, I just switched those two up. The Niners we'll see. Just because the Seahawks won that division. Yep. I think the Niners are the second best team in okay. the whole conference. I'm gonna pick them number five. Number six I'm gonna go Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picking the Cardinals to make the playoffs. I I changed it up. I had them. Uh, Missing it. Just yeah. missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got them now at number six. And then number seven, bro, it's it's a toss-up between the freaking Falcons. And, and the Rams. Oh, Bucks. Oh, okay. And the, Ram- and the Rams. But I'm going to go with the Falcons just because oh, I'm biased. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm biased and I believe in this team. The Bucks, <laughs> to me, I think it's going to be too little too late. Like we mentioned, By the time they heat up, yeah. It's going to be too late for them. The Rams... To me, it's the quite. I actually think it's the quite opposite. I think they're gonna have a great start to the season, and they're gonna slowly taper off. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick the Falcons as the seventh seed. Okay. Um, 
I don't know who you're gonna go with. All right. So number one, I I have it's the same. I have Seattle. Um, number two, I want I wanted I said Bucks. Remember I said the Bucks were gonna win the division. Um, I think the Saints are. I, I think I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go with you too. I'm gonna go Saints number two. Um, number three, Green Bay. I still have Green Bay. Yeah, I let them. I left them out. Yeah. Um, now I, I have Green Bay winning this division. Okay. I have Green Bay winning this division. Like I said, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be too on a mission and yeah, really prove people too. wrong. So, uh, number four, I still have Dallas. Uh, like you said, Washington. I I feel like they can fight for this division. Right now, it's between those two. And if I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at all if Washington wins this division. So, but right now I have Dallas winning it and. This changed that my five through seven changed, and I think you're gonna be. I, I think you're gonna be shocked, but let's see. Okay. Number five, I'm gonna go. Oh, I, I'm gonna go Cardinals. Number five, mm. I'm gonna go Cardinals. At six, I'm gonna go. See, this is where it gets tough. But number six, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams. I'm gonna go Rams. Okay. I feel like Rams, and and I don't know if they're gonna get six or seven, but I feel like they're gonna sneak in. I, they could have made it last year with this format, so I think they're gonna sneak in. Like you said, they're probably gonna start hot and taper off, but I feel like that hot start is gonna help them out sneaking into these playoffs. Number seven, I have I have Atlanta. I, I think Atlanta's gonna you know shock a lot of people. Like I said, I'm not worried about them losing to Seattle. They always start slow, and Seattle's just on a mission. They're, they're, I think they're one of the, the best teams in the league. Obviously, like I feel like Russell Wilson's gonna fight for his MVP, and I know we didn't mention him to even contest. I feel like he's gonna get a lot of, you know, praise and a lot of conversations for the MVP this year. Like he had four touchdowns yesterday, what three hundred plus yards or something like that. So, yeah, it's gonna be a good year for him. But I have. The 49ers missing the playoffs. I, I don't. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this team, the NFC, I know is wide open, but I feel like there's a lot more competition. And I believe in Kyle Shanahan, and I believe in this defense. I like that they replaced Buckner with Kinlaw. I don't believe in Garoppolo. I, I just don't. I, I, I saw what happened last year. He did not have to do anything for this team. And now that they're going to ask him to do stuff, I know they have. They still have the run game. McKinnon's back. He scored a touchdown. After being out for the league in what three, four years, this is his first touchdown, which is great. That's a great story. I just feel like, like you said, that Super Bowl hangover. What happened to those Falcons? They made the playoffs, I believe, and got out the first round. But I just think the Niners are gonna miss the playoffs, and the Bucks are gonna miss the playoffs. I just feel like they they're gonna heat up a too little, too late, and it's maybe next year they can do it. But this year they're undisciplined. They don't have chemistry. Their offensive line, like we said in our predictions, was going to be an issue, and it, it showed. It showed that they're not used to Brady, and they just don't have depth at that line, at that position. So, I can see it. I just, I, I, yeah, I changed it up a bit, but I have basically most of the NFC West and the, the Falcons making the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to come down to this. This is why I. I I don't have the Packers in because I only see one of those two teams in mm-hmm. that division. Yeah, it's, of course, no NFC North team, no NFC North like team is gonna actually do anything besides the the winner. So yeah, um, absolutely. And same goes to the East. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's a toss up. Yeah, and it's 
because it's the quite opposite of the NFC West. Those teams, to me, shouldn't be making playoffs. Neither of those, any of those teams in the NFC East should be making the playoffs. Yep. But somebody has to make it, which is why I think the Cowboys would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. We, we have a little differences in our predictions, but we both... I mean, For the most, most part, we, we have the Bucks missing. We have, you know, so... Yeah, and I, I'll talk about... I mean, I have the Niners in and you don't. But yeah, so that's like, it. That's pretty much it, though. That we all we both have the NFC West for the most part making it, and, yep. uh, and we have the Falcons in. So just a little switch there. But who's no, your your Super Bowl pick? Who's your matchup? See, I, from a biased standpoint, I want it to be Falcons. Realistically <laughs> speaking, yeah. though, I don't see. I'm I'm rooting for them. I'm hoping they make it far in the playoffs. Um, I won't be surprised if we go far in the playoffs. But to me, realistically speaking, if I had to bet money on it, right then and there, right now. I'm picking the the Chiefs again. Mm. I I don't. I'm not a big fan of ever in my life. I was ever a big fan in football in terms actually yep. picking back to back Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be one of those year, those times in our lives that we're going to have back to back champs. So I have. But in in the AFC I have the Chiefs. In the NFC I have. Um, I'm going to go possibly the Seahawks. Okay. The Seahawks, it's gonna be Seahawks Chiefs Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't like picking two number seats or one seats making it either. But it's twenty twenty, bro. We really, you know, we we seen a lot of odd things happen this year, and this this is very odd to have two number one seats both make it to the Super Bowl, yep. and to see a back to back because we haven't seen a back to back champion in, since the nineties, right, with the Cowboys. Since the Patriots in 03 and 04. Oh, Okay, yeah. So it's it's still it's been a minute, and I think we're bound to have it this year. And I, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of making those kind of predictions in terms of like having back-to-back champs, like I said, or having two number one seeds make it. But mm-hmm. I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen this year. So okay. Me, I have, I have the Ravens making it. I feel okay. like they're ready. The, I feel like they're ready. They put a good team around Lamar. I like J.K. Dobbins. He really stepped up yesterday. The defense. They added Calais Campbell for absolutely nothing. Like they gave him a bag of chips for Calais Campbell. Like that, I feel like he's gonna make a difference. Derek Wolf's gonna make a difference. I know they lost Earl Thomas, but um, you know we still don't know what happened with that situation. I would love to figure out what what really happened, what he really did. But uh, they look good. Uh, they shut down Odell and Jarvis, and that's not really saying much. I know Cleveland's a, a mess right now, but. I just feel like they're ready. Just like the Chiefs were last year, they're going to be a number two seed that goes into the playoffs. I just feel like the Ravens are ready to go. I know the Chiefs are a bad matchup for anybody, especially with this Ravens team, but I feel like they're going to be determined and ready to go. And my my NFC, I I tweeted this matchup out the other day. It's going to be Ravens-Seahawks, in my opinion. Who's going to win? I have no idea, but I feel like those two are going to meet up. Um, Seattle, like I said, they should have... They actually, I feel like they have a more depth on defense and i know they keep making these random ass draft picks in the first round like jordan brooks lj collier rashad penny but i feel like those dudes collectively especially on defense i feel like they they actually put a unit with depth out there so yeah. i mean i feel like they're gonna step up especially with jamal adams being the leader i mean him and bobby wagner as your two centerpieces on defense i mean i would take that any day of the week so i feel like right. they're really gonna step up i like their offense and like I said, Russell Wilson, as long as uh, Schoenheimer run, doesn't run the ball so heavy like he usually does, and they let Russell Wilson cook and let him throw the ball and let him do this and that, because this team is, revolves around Wilson throwing the ball, and I don't like that they 
like to run the ball like three quarters in and then fourth quarter, all right, Russ, do your thing. Like, nah, let him get going early and then you guys have that lead. And once the, once the Seahawks have a lead, I believe this year, you're not beating them. You're not. Once they have that lead, then they can start running the ball, start retiring you out, start pounding you, and that's it. So I think Seattle this year is going to really, really just show their dominance and run through the NFC. Yeah, and that's to me. There's and I don't. I just don't. There's a lot of N- NFC teams that are really good, but I just think there's a select few that actually have like the potential of making the Super Bowl. Like to me, if the Falcons were in the AFC, we could have easily been like the fifth, fourth seed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, unfortunately, we're in a, in a conference that's just so packed with teams that are really good. We, yeah. I mean, for. Like we we you counted out the Niners and to me, I mean I can assure you agree with me the Niners are a good team regardless yeah. if you mm-hmm. have them in the playoffs or not and it's unfortunate that you have them not making the playoffs, but you know I just think there's just a very select few uh, NFC teams that could actually make the Seahawks are one that can make it the Saints are another that I can see making it, um, and that's I think that's it maybe the Niners again. But other than that, I don't – the Packers, I don't even have them making the playoffs. To you, I don't know if, if you have them making – if they have a chance of making the Super Bowl. But to me, I don't I don't even have them making playoffs. Uh, the Packers? Yeah, the Cardinals aren't ready to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, I think they're falling out. I don't think they're ready yet again to go back. Um, the Falcons, like I said, I think our secondary is just too young. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just either the Saints or the Seahawks, maybe the Niners in the NFC. Mm-hmm. But in the AFC, same thing. There's just there's a select few good teams, and there's only two that I can think of that can make the Super Bowl: either the Chiefs or the Ravens. Yeah. So I don't know if you have the Patriots in that discussion. Uh, the, the only way the Patriots can actually challenge is if they add more weapons for Cam. Yeah. To me, to me, the Patriots are good. I just think if yeah. they give Cam more pieces, maybe even next off season, I would definitely have them in that discussion mm-hmm. again. I just yep. don't think they're ready yet, just yeah. yet either. So. But yeah, to me it's it's Chiefs Seahawks. You got what Ravens Seahawks then. So, mm-hmm. but the only difference is you got the Seahawks, huh? Wow. What do you okay. mean? I just it, you just sound so confident with the Seahawks, bro. Like to me, I was kind of hesitant picking the Seahawks. I was uh, thinking I the like Saints I, too. I, I know the Saints. I'm always hesitant on the Saints. I just feel like yeah, and and that's coming from a Falcons fan. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm hesitant. Like I I I can watching yesterday's game, dude. I know it wasn't that impressive, but to me, like. I wouldn't be surprised if they just come out determined, especially because it's Breeze's last year. I know it's yeah, his last I year. Know. Yeah. The Peyton Manning story. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to call it. You know, retiring with the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, bro. We'll see if we're, we're going to look back on these probably around, what, New Year's and <laughs> discuss what we had right, what yeah. we had wrong. No, um, but, man, football's back. I'm, I'm completely surprised it's here. Um, yeah, I, I am too low-key. Yesterday, it was fun watching, uh, like, glimpses of these games. Um, it made my day fun yesterday going through 13 hours of work, but it made everything fun watching yeah. all the games. So, and yeah. uh, we didn't touch it on this game because we just haven't recorded in a bit, but um, what did you think about uh, Chiefs-Texans and all that, all the mess that happened that day? Like, what did you think? What are your thoughts? <laughs> I just think stadium shouldn't have fans. In yeah, hundred percent. It looked like a high school game watching the game. <laughs> I didn't see much of it because I was watching the Lakers games. Yeah, I did see a little bit of it. It looked weird watching the stands. It was like a high school game, um, and then when you would like hear the chants, it wouldn't be as loud. It was just very 
awkward to me and new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take some time to get used to that. Uh, I frankly liked it when they didn't have fans in any of these other games that I was watching. It's just better to me, bro. Like, yeah. They should have cutouts like they do in baseball. <laughs> like, I don't know why they don't do that and just, you know, add some stadium noise like they're doing. But it is yeah. what it is. Um, um, oh, go ahead. In terms of, like, the football game itself, like, the score, the Chiefs looked unstoppable, like always, mm-hmm. the Texans. They had glances, glimpses of good good uh, moments, but, yeah, the, the Texans are they're going to be average, bro. They're going to have good games, but they're also going to have bad games. So. Uh, I do want to point out uh, the moment where they were in unity and they booed. Uh, oh, that yeah, was, that, was, that was completely bullshit. I... I could not believe, like my boy, like our boy Thomas was going off, but like I, I could not believe that they were booing them for joining them in a moment of unity. Like, and people want to make the argument, well, people go to games to get away from everything. Like, no, man, it, it, like, we keep saying this, too fucking bad. Like, there's shit going on in this country, and people are gonna talk about it. And I'm glad the athletes are stepping up and making people uncomfortable and letting them know, like, hey, this is a serious deal. Like, the NBA bubble is such a success because they've been bringing more awareness to this and, you know, all this stuff. And I like that the NFL is kind of doing what the NBA did with the, like, instead of the names on the jerseys, like, they're putting the, like, the names on the helmets or whatever, like, end racism and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's cool. But, um, yeah, it was completely bullshit. Fuck the Chiefs fans for doing that. And I'm not saying all Chiefs fans, but everybody that was in Arrowhead that was booing, go fuck yourself because, I mean... That just showed it was never about the anthem. It was never about the flag. It just shows that there's, there's obvious, obviously, if that if that doesn't point out to everybody, like there's fucking racism in this country. I don't know what will. So, um, yeah, but the, the yeah the Chiefs. I'm telling you, bro, like they they could drop forty to fifty points a game this year. I wouldn't be shocked. But Edwards Hilaire is gonna win him, uh, offensive rookie of the year and Mahomes offensive player of the year, and they're gonna. Roll through the AFC at the number one seed, but I can't wait, bro. That you know they play um, Lamar and Deshaun play this weekend or this next weekend, and then Mahomes versus Jackson in Baltimore. So I'm excited. The first three weeks, the top three quarterbacks in the AFC going at it. So I'm I'm excited. But yeah, uh, yep. one, uh, before we end this, I wanted to do touch base real quick on that too. Uh, that was when I first tuned in. Like the Lakers were in commercials, so I was like, "Oh, let me see if the game started." And then they were locking hands the minute I started it. And Julie was like looking over, like, "Why are they booing?" Yeah. I'm like, to be quite frankly, I don't even know why they're booing. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? I was confused, bro. Like, why are they booing? Like, what's the point? Um, all they're doing is like locking arms together and showing unity. And for for them to just be doing that, bro, like this is what I'm saying, man. Like, they just should not have fans in these stadiums right now. This is ridiculous, people. Mm-hmm. Don't some people don't believe COVID's a real thing, and some people don't even like to believe that racism is going on in this country. Yeah. So it's ridiculous, bro. This is why I rather just have no fans in the stadium. Yeah. Because they're not gonna listen, bro. They're just there for the entertainment. They're not there mm-hmm. to recognize change and all that stuff. So it's ridiculous, bro. I I hated it too. I did see that moment, and it just made me want to go back to the basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully things will get better though throughout the season, but we'll see. We'll see how this happens and it unfolds. Some cities haven't hosted a game yet, so we'll see. Do you know the? Do you have the list real quick of the the stadiums that are hosting games by any chance? Uh, I, I don't. Arrowhead, Jacksonville, I believe Dallas. Yes, I know Dallas is one of them. I don't know if Houston is. That's the thing I'm still trying to figure out. Um, um, that's far, I think 
Bolt did Baltimore have fans yesterday? I thought I they were allowed. So. I don't think they did. Um, Let me look. I know the Falcons did it. Yeah, the I don't. don't. The Rams don't. Mm, I'm just trying. I'm curious to see if Houston. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but... I'll look at it off air. But yeah, that was that's yeah. You're right. I was. I'm kind of glad you brought that up. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. For that to happen, they should have. They all. If as a player, I would have just walked. I would have told my team, like, let's just leave. If these guys are gonna boo this, and this isn't even like being like disrespectful in any kind of way, like let's just leave the field. Like, mm-hmm. Send a message, like. Oh my! So Miami's another one on there. Um. Oh yeah, Miami did say they're having fans. Do remember? Cleveland's one of them. So we'll see on Thursday. Um, Houston. Wow, Houston, no. Huh. Oh wow. So yeah, I mean, I, like like you said, teams should have fucking done that from the beginning. No fans, and then if it gets better, let them go in. But I don't know. It's fucking teams. I saw these mostly cities just do it for money. So you know, whatever. But watch when their numbers go back up, just to watch a fucking football game. Like it's so stupid. But yeah, bro. Week one in the books are twenty twenty NFL predictions that the season goes through or in. So we'll see what happens. Sir, yes, sir. Why? Well, I, I wasn't that I wasn't that excited to see football until yesterday. Yeah, I'm happy now. Fucking fantasy anxiety is already kicking in for me, bro. I I fucking hate it. I love fantasy football, but just fucking scoreboard watching and making sure your players are doing good. Oh man, it's like it's like an addiction, bro. Like it, it, you're just fucking itching. I'm like I can't stop playing fantasy football, like bro. I know we took a huge L this week, but. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I'm I'm good. Well, and this week we'll drop all our division predictions. We were supposed to before, but you know, working on that shit. But um, we will drop our and our division predictions and NBA podcast this week as well. So, oh yeah, last thoughts. Now let's just close it out with basketball since obviously the playoffs are going on. The Celtics pulling out that game seven. Wow. I mean, I was, bro, how many times have I been texting, fucking Boston, this and that, like, they're just so up and down, but the fact that they pulled it out, now they're playing the Heat, what are your thoughts on this, like, on that matchup? Um, it's, it's, it's one everybody anticipated, to me, I was rooting for the Raptors, to be quite honest with you, hey, I just wanted to, on, I just wanted to be right. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you, shout out to my boy Julian, bro, I mean, if I had a soundboard, I would, I would put in a, you know, applaud right now, because this boy called it, Heat. Beat the Bucks in five. They should have swept, but they beat them in five. You called it, bro. I thought the Bucks were gonna pull it out and then lose in the conference finals. But shout out to you, bro. You really went off on a limb, and it wasn't really that much of a stretch. Like they dominated the Bucks. So I just want to give you your flowers. Shout out to you, bro. You you fucking called it. Fucking Heat, man. Wow. I is if you really it's because if people really look at the like the games like the coaching that Spolcher does bro you can tell there's a certain amount of, there's a very select few of teams that know how to stop Giannis and mm-hmm. uh, the Heat and the Raptors are both teams that I who I point out to me that stick out that I know they would have stopped Giannis from going far yep. it's just a bad matchup in general with the Heat yeah um, Giannis just ran into a bad matchup if he would have played some other team maybe the Celtics but I think the Celtics kind of have their number two if they would have played, played the Pacers, Pacers they would have beat them Definitely, they would have swept them possibly, but they just ran into a bad team in the heat. So, 
But in terms of the Celtics, though, Raptors game, bro, I, like like I said, I was rooting for Raptors just because I wanted to say keep my Eastern Conference yeah. uh, championship. Yeah, uh, my bracket's busted, but oh well. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had the Raptors and Heat, but I mean, the Raptors put up a fight, bro. Yep. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. I really am proud of them. They they didn't make me look bad for picking them, honestly, mm-hmm. because quite frankly, they went down to the last minute of that game, game yep. seven. And that's all you can ask for, dude. The Celtics just were stronger. And then you could tell from the get-go, um, after that, once that fourth quarter started, that the Celtics just looked like they were the better team. And they looked like the better team the whole series. The Raptors just got a few uh, lucky shots their way in the series and stuff. So, yeah, the shout-out to the Celtics, though. They they look ready to go to the finals, dude. I actually... This yeah, this might be their I'm year. Them. Yeah, I'm picking them to make the finals. Mm. The Heat are great, bro. Don't, don't get me wrong. The Heat are unstoppable on defense. Yeah. But to me... The difference maker is gonna be Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Um, I was I was always a fan of him. I think he's what Pat Beverly wants to be. <laughs> to be quite honest, yeah. Marcus Smart stepped up, bro. Game Damn. seven. And he does like to talk a lot of smack, and sometimes I hate seeing. But he backs him, it up. He backs it up, dude. He really does back it up. So yeah, I'm picking Celtics possibly six, maybe seven game series here. The Heat are not going to go. They're going to be like the Raptors, the Heat. They're not going to go down without a fight. Mm-hmm. I just think the Heat, um, they'll be back next year better. They'll possibly make the same Eastern Conference Championship again next year and possibly make the finals. But I think this is just the Celtics' year now to make it. This is the perfect. They can't ask for anything better. Yeah. I, think that, I think they wanted the Heat more than the Bucks. Because I think they would have they would have had a little bit more trouble stopping Giannis than stopping Jimmy. Butler. Yeah, I'm scared of the Heat though. <laughs> oh, but... definitely the Heat. The Heat are determined, brother. It's just like the Raptors. Yeah. You guys went in a tough series, but Man. in my opinion, Italy though, you guys went through that tough series against Toronto. I feel like nothing in terms of um, mentality wise, like it just it, it just seemed determined now the Celtics. Like, yeah. I mean, if we went through the Raptors, we can go through the Heat. Like, my thing with the, me picking the Raptors over the Celtics, like when the playoffs started, was I thought the Raptors' depth was really going to you know, show. And they did with the games they won, but Pascal Siakam really becoming a shell of himself, which, I mean, he hasn't really, be, he hasn't really been anything, but like me and you could have stopped Pascal Siakam. That boy couldn't do anything against Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And, I mean, that really that, that hurt him. Kyle Lowry stepped up. I told you, Kyle Lowry is the best player on that team, and it showed. He carried them game six and almost elevated them to game seven, you know, past the Celtics. But, man, this is the Celtics' year, bro. This has to be the year that if they don't do it this year, I don't know when because Gordon Hayward's contract is going to fuck everything up next season. And, yeah, I just feel like the wings step up. Like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown took that next step. Kemba Walker needs to do a little more for me in my eyes. Daniel Tice has stepped up. Um... I, I just feel like Brad Stevens needs better rotations. I feel like some of the rotations he puts out there are really garbage and doesn't help the team, and that's why the Raptors did take some games from us, but it should have been a sweep. Like, that OG Ananobi shot just fucked everything up. It should have been a sweep, but it's all good. They got past them, and I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards picking them, but we'll see when once we do our conference finals preview. But your Lakers ran through the Rockets like I told you they would. No issue there. Yeah, I don't know why people... Or overreact, like dude, like the Lakers always struggle game yeah. one. No issue, bro. coming up. I expect them to have some struggles game one, but then they they adjust and they coach Vogel, bro. Yep. Give him credit. He adjusts yep. after game one and makes the right calls. So yep. yeah, the, I didn't. I'm not surprised he won in five. It's a gentleman's sweep, bro. I, I I'm not surprised at all. This though, 
I want to touch base though. We're getting to this game right now. Game seven tomorrow. Nuggets, Clippers. We called it, bro. <laughs> I picked the Nuggets. You picked I picked the, the Nuggets, nuggets too, right? too, but we said yeah. seven. We said in seven. Yeah. We did. Bro. You can't. Hey, yo, you, you better hope, hope the Lakers don't go up 3-1 against this Nuggets team. Cause, I know. You, you want Nuggets. <laughs> it's a real deal now. 3-6 Clay, untuck Kyrie, and 3-1 Nuggets. This bro. is like, ridiculous, bro. These guys are looking good. If they pull this off, wow. If they pull this off, that's insane. And, hey, this is the they're going to blow up that Clippers team if they lose tomorrow. I'm telling you right now. Doc Rivers is going to get fired, bro. I'm calling it right now. Pandemic P is out of here. It, ha- it has to be, bro. Patrick Beverly and Paul George have to go. I don't – Paul Patrick Beverly just brings negative energy to that squad, bro. I don't like him. I don't – I don't. The fact that you said he's Marcus Smart, like, light, he's like a mini Marcus Smart. That's funny. But it's true. Like, everything Marcus Smart does, Pat Beverly wishes he could be because all he does is talk shit. Like, he's a good defender for the most part. But, like, all the shit talking he was doing about Jokic, oh, he flails and he oh, he asked for the refs to ref the game good. Like, no, you do the same thing. Like, you flop, you do this and that. Like, But I don't feel like he comes through for them in clutch moments like Smart does. But... Man, this Clippers team, if they lose tomorrow, what a disappointing year. And I, like we said, I think when we first started the podcast, Ka- uh, Kawhi and Paul George are only here for a year. Like, next offseason, they could dip if they wanted to. So, But I think Ballmer would want to make a deal where he could trade maybe a Harrell and a Paul George and a Pat Beverly for, you know, another piece that complements Kawhi Leonard. So, I don't know. Paul, Paul George is really disappointing in these playoffs, man. I know we make all these jokes, but realistically, he has not stepped up for this squad like they need him to. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting Game 7, dude. Like, if the Clippers win or lose tomorrow, I expect something to blow up in that team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to keep the same squad. Yeah, no. Team. Why would they run back what, like, they, they can't do what the Packers did. Like, they can't just run it back thinking they're going to be elite again. Like, yes, no. because this is, it's inexcusable, bro. Like, if, we're, if you were down... Like, 3-2, you know, like, or if this was a competitive series from game one on, mm-hmm. I would understand why they would want to keep this team. But for you to be choking a 3-1 series yep. against a Nuggets squad that, like, quite frankly, I think the Clippers should have ended this series a long time ago. Yep. For, you, for you to allow this team to come back two games now, it's ridiculous. And the momentum is in the Nuggets' way in favor for tomorrow's game. But, I mean, I don't know. Dude, Doc Rivers is on a hot seat here. Yep. If, I know he's gotten so much success with this Clippers squad, but if he doesn't close this out tomorrow, he's gone. Mm. Yeah, I, can't just, I completely agree with you. You can't just allow this for, for, for this to happen against this Nuggets team. So You can't collapse like you did against the um, Rockets that one year where they blew a 3-1 exactly. lead as well. So Yeah, because he's got a record now. He, he did it with the Rockets against the Rockets um, a few years back, and for him to possibly do it again, it's a sign. It's a sign that, like, you might need another coach. Doc Rivers has a tendency of blowing games like this. And Tomorrow, even if the Clippers are up by 20 in the third quarter, you still can't count as Nuggets. Jamal Murray and Jokic are nasty. And then, this, was my, this was my issue, and now they just they shut me up, and I'm glad they did. I had them going to the Western Conference Finals, but my thing with the Nuggets was, what did I tell you? That two-man game is very predictable. Like Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert, they shut that down quick, which I thought the Clippers were going to do this series. And I thought, kind of like the Mavericks series, like they were going to beat them in six. But the fact that they let them come back and win, unless you're the team forcing a game seven, nobody wants to play game seven. Nobody. And that takes the confidence away. Like Kawhi's going to be the only confident player out there. 
Everybody else is gonna be shook. I guarantee you, bro. Like Lou will, Lou will, and Kawhi are gonna carry that team, and they need somebody to step up. And I don't know if they can. Like the like the Nuggets when they force a game seven, and I know that Utah game was tough, and it was a bad game, but um, I just feel like man, the Nuggets are very confident in what they can do, and that's why I had them beating the Clippers. I honestly, and people were tripping. I remember when uh, I forgot who. Oscar's, I think Oscar was telling us we're tripping because we had the Nuggets going to the conference finals. Some of my coworkers were saying I'm tripping because I picked them to go to the conference finals. But this was my thing. You said it. They go as far as Murray will take them, and Murray and Jokic are just, man, shout out to them, bro. If there was a bubble playoff MVP, it will go to one of those two because those two are just killing it out there. Shout out to the Nuggets, for real. Like, I had confidence in them beating this Clippers team, and when they went down 3-1, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. And now they proved me wrong again. So let's see, bro. Yeah. Lakers Nuggets, but I feel like it would be a better series than Lakers Clippers. I'm just putting Absolutely. that out there. And the thing is, people need to keep in mind for tomorrow's game. The Nuggets don't still don't have a lot of pressure in their hands. Nope. They were expected to be out and they'll yep. have to be down three one. Mm-hmm. And even to even into tomorrow's game, everyone has the Clippers being the favorite for these games. So for for the neck for the Nuggets. Uh, players right now, I guarantee you, they have no pressure in their hands, and all the pressure is under the Clippers. Because if the Nuggets lose tomorrow, uh, they're gonna be like, "Oh, we had a great season. We put up a good fight, just like the Raptors did on Game Seven mm-hmm. So for the Nuggets, they have no pressure. I guarantee you, they're not feeling any pressure with this nope. game tomorrow. The they Clippers have all the confidence in the world. Yes, sir. This is why it can't be. It's gonna go one or two ways. You're gonna expect the Clippers blowout, where the Clippers actually do show up and like finally prove to the world what they really should be doing mm-hmm. or you're going to have the Nuggets come out with a vengeance and come out confident and the, and the Clippers are not going to find a way to bounce back that, that's why I feel like the Lakers Clippers would be so disappointing because they should have proven that game 5 they should have beat the Nuggets team and got as much rest as the Lakers did, are having right now but and Nuggets how, how you feeling though Like, let's let me get your perspective I know we kind of skipped over the Lakers series because it wasn't much of a series but Lakers Nuggets. If that happens, what are your thoughts on that series? I'm gonna go. Obviously, I'm picking Lakers regardless. Of yeah, yeah, me too. But like, what do you think like is gonna be if, the Achilles heel for this? If the Nuggets pull off an upset here, what do you think? If the Lakers play the Nuggets this next round, the thing to me is it's gonna come down to Joker, because um, I did say that it's gonna go down. They're gonna go as far as Murray takes them. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers have a tendency of shutting the best player down in the playoffs. Right? Yeah, they did it. With Lillard. We did it with Harden too. Even though Harden had some good numbers in a few of those games, what they're gonna do is they're gonna double uh, Murray and force the ball out of his hands, and it's gonna come down to Joker stepping up or MPJ stepping up, or one of these guys in um, in the other t- in, in the other Nuggets squad to step up. And I expect it to happen. I expect the Nuggets to take a few games from the Lakers just for the mere fact that some of these role players are gonna have good games. Um, but to me, I just think. They're going to shut Murray down the whole series. I know uh, the Clippers are doing that right now in a few of these games. But I know for a fact the Lakers just look very determined on defense. They look more determined than the Clippers. And it's funny to me because everyone always says the Clippers have the better defensive players. Mm-hmm. And they do it. But it, they have the better coaching, in my opinion, in defense. The Vogel, the, La- the Lakers just look locked in all the time. Caruso's very underrated on defense. I think LeBron has finally stepped it up on defense now, recognizing that this is their way, their way to make it to Finals. AD is defensive player of the year. I don't care what they say about mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he got robbed. Um, Rondo, though, a lot of people aren't noticing this, and I talked to uh, Thomas about this. And if they play the Nuggets, this is what Rondo's going to do. Rondo's going to call. He's going to be a linebacker on this defense. He's going to make a play call. He's going to be like, let's go box one. 
and then right away in the middle of the of the play, like ten seconds to the shot clock, he's gonna switch it back to man, and everyone's gonna get locked in, and it's gonna confuse Murray and the whole offense of the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, that's what I playoff Rondo's real. Like that's that's a real legitimate nickname because Rondo with the Bulls, he almost beat the Celtics that year. Went up 2-0. They lost, but still, that was a good series. Rondo with the Celtics, um, I think 2000, the year they lost to the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, he was the best player on that on that Celtics team. Like he yeah. just he just steps up when it matters most, and that was the issue with the Lakers. Like we said it, like that's gonna be it's gonna come out a lot that they are missing Rondo, but I mean now that he's back, man, this team is looking like the team in March that I was scared of, and now here we are again. So absolutely. Um, if the pace the Clippers, it's gonna be to me a. It's gonna be um, an eighty series. Yeah, it's gonna be a very like low scoring series where both teams are gonna just get tough with each other. Yeah. And they're gonna play good defense on each other just because you know this means a lot. Um, especially because we hyped it up all season where it's oh Lakers are better, oh no Clippers are better. Um, they're both gonna put their their bodies on the line in that series. I guarantee you that. But to me, the Nuggets are gonna be tougher. Just for the mere fact that they have better role players, in my opinion. Mm. I know they got Lou Will with the Clippers. Um, they got the six man over there. Um, but to me, if if the only thing that that I think the only reason why I have the Nuggets being the tougher matchup is because yes, like I said, we can double Murray and let Joker and everybody else uh, and depend on those guys to step up. But the thing is, I absolutely expect the Nuggets to take two, maybe three games um, from that series against the Lakers. Yep. Because of MPJ having 30 points in the game, or Gary Harris uh, coming out on fire and getting a five, seven threes in, in this game, or Joker having a triple double because we couldn't contain him and stuff. So this is why I expect the Nuggets to put up a better series. Um, but to me, either or is going to be tough. And I wasn't worried in these first two rounds with the Lakers, but I know this Western Conference Finals and the Finals is going to be the ones that I'm going to start being at the edge of my couch, nervous as hell. Um, yep. But, but yeah, either or, I got the Nuggets though. I still picking the Nuggets tomorrow in this game. I'm sticking mm, to yep, the predictions that I made previously. Um, the Clippers, Clippers look uh, rattled, so we'll see how that goes. But either or, it's gonna be a fun series starting Friday. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, we'll they see. play Friday. Yeah, they uh, wow. wins, they both play tomorrow. Both games are tomorrow. So game one. Um, I think it's because they don't want to battle with Monday Night Football tonight. Because mm. I thought the Celtics were playing tonight. To yeah. Be honest. But tomorrow's game one, uh, five thirty. Uh, no. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I don't know. it's, it's, it's gonna yeah, be the first one. Year time, yeah, and then the second one's the game seven, mm. and then uh, we're off till Friday. The game game one for the Western Conference Finals starts on Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nuggets. Yeah, I'm sticking to my pick. So. Yeah, same. Um, uh, I would have probably picked the Clippers if the Clippers won this last game. Like if it was two two and the Clippers won yesterday, or or if it was like. Um, they would have won in six. Two. Yeah, they definitely would have won. But to me, after yesterday's game, I'm picking Nuggets too. Dude. They, yeah. they, they just look like they're on a hot streak again. Yeah. Three one Nuggets thing is a real thing. It is. It, it really, it really is. If they had a third piece, I would pick this team to win the finals. But they, they just need that third piece. Like maybe MPJ comes becomes that later on. But I feel like if they had like a Beal, oh man, this team would be. This would be the finals pick to go with. You know, if they had a third score, but um, yeah, Nuggets, Nuggets in seven. I honestly believe that. And anybody who thought we were crazy, ha ha, like, 
<laughs> but yeah, dude. For the yeah. for the most part, we're getting our predictions right. Yeah, I mean, you you for the most part, you besides the Raptors, you have everything, and I you know the Bucks. I had a little more confidence in them in the second round, and they just got ran through. So, um, Giannis is gonna go to Toronto, in my opinion. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. NBA offseason predictions. We'll do that later. But yeah, and this is a long episode. But hey, shout out to everybody listening. We appreciate the support. And yeah, that's it. I don't know if you have anything else to say. But yeah, we're gonna wrap it up right here, guys. Thanks for listening to a long episode. But we appreciate all the support. Go follow Julian on all his social medias. Go follow me on my social medias. Subscribe to Sports Inferno. And we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Peace.